Welcome to Easy Email Marketing. I'm your host, Yao Keown, mum, FIFO wife, MBA, coffee lover, survivor superfan, and creator of the email experience. In Easy Email Marketing, you'll benefit from my nearly 20 years experience where I'll be teaching you all the tips, tricks, and insider info on how to create feel-good, non-spammy experiences for your subscribers. Let's get stuck in. Welcome back to Easy Email Marketing. I'm your host, Yael Kion, and today's episode, I'm responding to an Instagram DM I received from a fellow marketing professional. And she was asking, how do I convince some of my clients to adopt email marketing when they are stuck in the mindset of email marketing is email advertising? And the example she gave was like those daily deal emails full of buy my stuff this thing's amazing, or this thing's on special, etc. And while I've definitely touched on this in previous episodes, I haven't done one in a while, and I don't think I've done one where I have been super direct about this topic and this fear and this hesitation um, to even begin email marketing. So I'm ready <laughs> to delve into a dedicated episode all about this massive misconception and explore all the ways in which email marketing isn't advertising. But first, let me just say that sending ads, offers, and deals to your email list is okay, especially if that is what your subscribers have signed up for. So they, those daily deals emails, most people have signed up for them and want them because you know they're on the hunt for those bargains. Yes, I know we've all experienced where we've bought one thing from somewhere and all of a sudden you get the emails without giving the explicit permission at checkout, and that can be annoying. And then you get all these emails and you just want to unsubscribe. I'm definitely not saying do that. Um, In fact, I only recommend sending emails to those who have put their hands up and said yes to receiving those emails. So at checkout, ticking the box, say, yes, I want to receive your offers means they want to receive offers from you, but you don't need to um, send it to those who didn't. You get to choose. So if they do say yes, you have full permission to send those offers. And you also can send them as little or as often as you want. Obviously, I doubt you're going to be thinking a daily deals. I hardly think you're going to be going from nothing to daily. Um, but even if it was weekly, that might be a push for you. And it's okay you to choose what is a good balance for you. So that leads me to my second point. You can use email marketing in any way that you see fit. Let me repeat that. You can use email marketing in any way that you see fit. It is just a tool. In itself, it is neither good or bad. How it's used can be. Yes, there are people who use it in a quote unquote bad way, but there are also people who use Instagram in a bad way. So think about follow, unfollow activities, comment bots, and tagging you for those shine gift cards for whatever reason. Most businesses don't say, oh, I can't use Instagram because I don't want to tag people I don't know in posts. Yet for some reason with email marketing, you've got one um, type of um, practice going on and they, they write off the whole thing thinking, no, I can't do that. And I'll be really honest and harsh here. Um, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way. But in many cases, I think this is just an excuse. So it's true. That email marketing has a seemingly high barrier to entry as you need to think about tech and how to get subscribers and then what to send. All the things I've covered in previous episodes, so I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole here. But 
it also has this barrier to entry with this mindset piece. And sometimes it's easy to use something like this as an excuse not to think about anything else and really go, you know what, actually, I think the real issue is I'm worried I don't have anything to send or I don't think anyone will sign up. So typically I find there's actually some underlying reason, um, not just, uh, you know, this mindset thing. But definitely that mindset piece can be a barrier to beginning, you know, not wanting to be salesy or not wanting to be annoying. This idea that we don't want to send ads to the inbox. So we use some of these dodgy behaviors that others are doing as an excuse to not even look at this amazing tool for growing your business. And if you are not looking at this as a tool, then you are legitimately missing out. Remember, email marketing has a return of investment of $44 per dollar spent. It also gets a ton more engagement than social media. So according to Rival IQ's 2023 social media industry benchmark report, the average engagement per post on Facebook is 0.06%. So that means for every 1,000 followers, you can expect 0.6 of a person, so not even a whole person, to like, comment, click, and watch. Instagram is slightly better at 0.47%. So that means for every 1,000 followers, you can expect, you know, 4.7 likes, comments, or views, etc. As for email, the average open rate um, sits around 21.33% according to MailChimp's benchmarks. So that's 45 times the rate of Instagram and a whopping 355 times the rate for Facebook. I'm not saying don't do social media. What I am saying is if you are not using email because you are scared of what people think about you, then you are missing a huge opportunity for your business. And it is important that you address these mindset issues. It is important that you tackle these beliefs head on so that you can actually open your eyes to the possibilities. And the reason email marketing does so well with all of this is, is because it performs a very unique function in your business. And that is as a lead generator and lead nurturer. It is that natural bridge from discovering your business through ads or content or social media and then buying from you. It turns cold leads into warm leads that you can nurture and convert to purchase and get to come back time and time again. It's that very middle ground. Okay. I feel like I've been ranting a bit. So let's pivot this chat to the logic. Sometimes the best way to challenge these mindset challenges or negative beliefs is to step back and look at it from a logical point of view and explore why they aren't true. So to help with that, I am going to look at the ways in which you can use email marketing that are not ads to the inbox. And I'm going to give you seven. In fact, and these are just really the tip of the iceberg, um, but let's dive in. Firstly, way one, you can send emails that you don't sell in. Gasp. Um, I'm sure everyone's seen it. Like you receive emails that come from people and there's not even a single mention of, you know, a product or a service that they can buy. People do that. Lots of people do that. I do that. So um, way back in episode six, I shared six types of non-salesy content you can send, um, but I'll, I'll revisit them briefly here. So the first type is helpful information, how-tos, top tips, steps for answering a question. So these don't have to be epic novels. They can be simple and short as long as they solve a problem. Type two 
is stories. So share your own personal stories, lessons you've learned, mistakes you've made. Um, you know, do this when you you know relate to your audience, use metaphors, and provide them with new insights. Number three is motivation. So these are things like pep talks, telling the truth, tough love, or sharing success stories. So this kind of blurs the lines between the stories. Um, motivation helps your clients, your um, subscribers feel understood. Number four is insider knowledge. So this is all about you coming across as the expert. So talking about current events, things that are going on in the world or things affecting your industry. Um, you know, what's the latest fashion trends are or what, um, you know, stop this software update means for your customers or there's this new feature being released. That sort of insider knowledge. Number five is behind the scenes. So showing how your products are made and they're made with love or, you know, you showing how you live your life and how um, your business and your mindset or whatever it is that you offer helps you um, on a day-to-day basis. Or how do you deliver, um, you know, your services? You know, what does it look like? Sharing what that looks like. Number six is opinion pieces. So these opinion pieces really are things a bit more like rants or when you're talking against the industry norm, perhaps. So this is all about standing up for something, you know, showing up and saying, you know what, I actually think a little bit differently to everyone else. Now, you don't have to use all of these different types. You choose a couple that suit you. But these are all different ways that you can um, use email different types of emails that you can send, whether they be a campaign or as part of an automation. These are the different types of content that you can send that have nothing to do with sales. Of course, if you wanted to, you could have an offer line at the end. Absolutely, but you don't have to. Number two is you can use email to share content you are creating elsewhere. The amount of people I see who spend a ton of time creating a blog or a podcast episode or a video, even just doing a great Facebook Live And then don't tell their email list about it. Like it's a simple win, sharing that content. People want to know about this topic. So why aren't you making it easy for your subscribers to find it? Way number three is you can use email marketing as a tool to engage and learn from your audience. So episode 17, I go in to 10, I think, different ways you can engage your email list. Um, But this is things like asking questions, running polls, getting them to click through to helpful resources, giving them a challenge. And hopefully getting replies as part of this, getting information as part of this, because this can help you identify who fits certain categories, what people are interested in, how you can help them. Um, Also, sometimes it starts conversations like they reply and so you do a bit of back and forth. So it's all about, um, you know, learning about your audience, market research. Um, Sometimes you don't even need to send an email out to get that data. You can just look through, see, okay, what type of articles are people clicking through to? You know, what are they interested in? What type of emails do they like? And you've got data to draw from, which is really, really fun. Okay, way number four is you can use email marketing to identify your hottest leads. So similar to that data, um, looking at that data, you can use email and the stats and what people are doing to identify who is most interested. So most people on your email list, you would consider a warm lead because they've taken a step at least in terms of of giving you their email address, which is highly valuable and not something to be taken lightly. 
Now, once they're in there and you're sending content, you can start to identify who are your like top 10, 20, or even 100 potential customers based on who's interacting with you the most or who specifically clicked through to view a product or a sales page and didn't buy. And then you can start more personal communication. You can either outreach to them personally or you can go into Instagram DMs and you can just have a chat. You know, so you can use it to identify your hottest leads and make that sales process a whole lot easier. Instead of just trying to talk to everyone, you talk to those specific people that are most interested. Way number five is you can use email marketing to create personal experiences. So this is one of the ways um, that email marketing really stands above a lot of on other marketing uh, methods is because, you again, you've got this information, which means you can tailor experiences based around that. So, of course, you can tailor experiences around what they're doing. So did they click through on something? You could send them an email. Did they abandon the cart? Send an email. But also you can do things like ask a third question to learn more about them. So it could be a category, a stage, an interest or a date. And then you can send different content to different people based around what you know about them. So they're getting the most relevant stuff. So this could be in your usual campaigns or it can be, again, through automations. So a classic example of this is like those baby um, update emails. So we ask for when's the baby's due date and you can, you know, they get sent developmental um, emails each week based around the baby's progress and maybe you provide some blog posts that are about that. So again, you're sending stuff relevant just to them. Another way I use it is I ask Typically, uh, if um, someone's an e-commerce business, a service-based business, or have a digital products business, because I serve all three types and I have different information for all three types. Yes, there's lots of overlap, but yes, there's also some differences. And sometimes I'll send things out that are just specific to e-commerce people and I'll just send it to them. Or in my welcome automation, I split it off. So you can use this information to personalize it and make it even better. Um, And if you haven't been asking these questions to date, you can still send an engagement email that I mentioned earlier where you ask, you know, simple as that. Way number six is you can use email marketing to provide amazing customer service. So email marketing isn't just about getting that first sale. We can use it to, you know, onboard or um, celebrate our new customers and help them. So after they purchase, you could say, say like a huge thank you. And you could also send perhaps a series of emails. Um, so for services, it could be, you know, how can you prepare for your session? How can you get the most out of it? Here's some tips. Here's some concerns that people often have. Um, or following up from the session, say, how did you go? You know, here's some things you can expect that might come up for you. Or it could be um, for product for product-based businesses, you know, how to use your products or how to look after your products, how to style them, anything like that. So you can use this to provide amazing customer service. And then you layer it in to the personalized layer. So you could go, okay, well, they purchased this type of product. We could have specific directions just for that. So um, I know a client who has, who has lots of baby products, but one of those products is cloth nappies. And that's got a huge overwhelming, you know, layer of how to use it, how to look after it. So in that instance, we thought, you know what, we'll send a unique sequence just for those people who purchase from that category so they know how to use it. So it's just that customer service, that extra layer. Again, it's all automated. And way number seven is you can use email as a way to remind people that it's time to rebook or time to replenish their products. So this is kind of salesy a little bit, but again, I see it as more service-based because it's that reminder. Sometimes just life gets busy and people are just like, oh, yep, I just don't even want to think about it. And it just makes it simple for someone to do. I actually was talking to someone the other day who has a gifting business 
and we talked about the concept of having a date reminder idea so they can complete a form that says remind me when it's our anniversary date like men honestly will be interested in this and again that's about providing a service yes of course she can mention you know these are my gifts but it's like ah but it's helping because all of a sudden um, husband isn't going to get in trouble because he's forgotten the anniversary or he just has to literally last second just go and get it the same bunch of flowers he always gets so hopefully you can see through these seven ways and these are just the tip of the iceberg that there are heaps of ways that you can show up and serve your email list that aren't about sales. Not that there's anything wrong with that either. So I find that seeking to provide value first and then inviting them to buy from you is a fantastic mix. It's all about timing. It's all about understanding where your subscribers are now, when they're most likely to buy and making sure you you sprinkle those opportunities throughout. And then when you do sell, you know, hopefully they're buying too because A, they're opening your emails because you're sending emails that people want to read because they're helpful or inspiring or you get conversation going Um, or sometimes it is just, you know, and then they open it and they see this fantastic offer and they see, oh, actually, this person's been really helpful so far. I'm ready to take the next step. And it might be straight away or it might be years down the track. You don't know. But if you keep showing up, they will eventually, you know, take that next step. And remember, selling is also serving, you know, as your products or your services are often the best way that you can help someone. So the bottom line, you get to choose exactly how you want to use email marketing in your business. And hopefully this episode has given you some good ideas of ways you can use it. So um, I recommend now that you've had this taster and if if this is the first episode you've listened to, you know, please explore past episodes and start to get excited about the possibilities of email marketing for your business. Like when you can start to see how you can remove some of the processes that you're doing or how you can just have, you know, take advantage of those little opportunities through an automation that you can help um, your subscribers or help your customers. It gets really, really exciting, but maybe that's just me, you know, marketing nerd. Okay. Something else fun um, to let you know about is I've actually just created something totally fun, totally free. You don't even need to give me your email address for this one is a permission slip. Yep, a literal permission slip, exactly like those that you can complete for your kids' school excursions. Um, But this is something you're giving um, yourself. So it's literally something you can go download without an email address, print it off, write yourself permission to send those emails, just in case you need that reminder. Um, So head to yalekeown.com forward slash permission and print that out. Finally, if this episode has spurred you on and got you you excited to saying yes to email marketing, I would love to invite you to, of course, join um, my program, The Email Experience. Inside, you'll get all the training on the strategy and the tech and all the different ways that you can use email marketing to create an impactful and converting um, strategy um, with my support <laughs> through coaching calls, tech checks, copy critiques, and so much more. Um, you can learn more all about that and get on the wait list at yalekeown.com forward slash experience. Thank you so much for joining me today. I would love to hear from you what you've enjoyed from this episode or yeah, as I did with this in response to ADM, please let me know what you might want to know more about or what's coming up for you. Let me know over on Instagram. I am at yalekeown or one word and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Easy Email Marketing. It's an absolute honor that you chose to listen. 
If you love this episode, then it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review so that others can find this podcast and make their email marketing easy too. Finally, make sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Until next time, have an awesome day and make sure to keep showing up and serving in those inboxes.